So you would think if they made a stone, a rock, a metal block in 1889 of platinum and iridium, I don't know what either of those would look like if I saw them. <laughs> platinum, I guess. What the fuck is iridium? Anyways, if you made a block, this stone thing, this fucking metal cast, right? And then you put it in a museum. Woo, fancy, aren't we? And then you covered it in glass. You would think if we took it out 120 years later, it would be exactly what it was 120 years ago, right? They did this. There is a kilogram made in 1889. They uncovered it in 2007. It turned out it no longer weighed a kilogram. Welcome to the Water Podcast, where conversation flows and illusions crash. Today, we are talking freshness violations. So fresh and so clean, clean. So the story I just told you, the first time I heard that, this made sense as to why it is all our food goes so bad so quickly. <laughs> This is always drive. This would drive me crazy over over the uh, the course of my. I don't know teenage years, youth. I guess you know it's like, I really like the Ritz crackers. You know how they come in that sleeve, get like four or five Ritz crackers at a time or whatever. Then you wrap the sleeve back up. Didn't always do that. I used to just put the sleeve back. But you realized shit. If that shit's not wrapped back the same way, like those first crackers you get, they taste different. Some of the ones, if they're way back in the back and it was long enough, you know, they, they kind of stayed fresh. But the other ones, they didn't. But I didn't have this physics understanding of the world that, oh, shit, like everything is off gassing. Like everything is coming in contact with the environment it's around and it's losing molecules. Like when you smell basil or jasmine or thyme when you smell anything what you're actually smelling are the molecules of that plant so not let's let's just stick with plants right like so like a plant like it has a certain molecule a chemical structure that looks like peppermint and then when when we're smelling like we're actually smelling that chemical structure so literally, we're taking some of peppermint into our nose. So literally, when you walk by dog shit, there's dog shit in your nose. <laughs> but let me go off on a side real quick. Do not breathe through your mouth instead. I often thought about this, especially after learning everything I have about nasal breathing. Because when we breathe through our nose, we have something called adenoids, and we have something called nitric oxide that we increase in our body. And both of these things help protect us from the outside environment. Your mouth, not such a good place for that. So don't, don't like, if you could cover your nose, fine. And or I mean, if you could hold your breath as you go past that dirty smell, good. Otherwise, just breathe it through the nose. <laughs> Just let your body take care of it, you know, better than, than breathing through your mouth. That's what I'm getting at. Anyways, so this little, this little issue with snacks, 
it was like, damn, like I don't, all my food, you know, you know, some things they come in plastic packages, just right, you know, like, uh, like nuts come in plastic packages and they're not even resealable. Right. So then it's like, okay, well, what do you do? You, you carry plastic, you have a bunch of plastic bags, you put them in plastic bags or you, you put them in some plastic container or you keep a rubber band, maybe, maybe you don't do any of that and you, I've done this thing where you just kind of fold the bag over and you just put the, the product on top of it, right? So it's just kind of covering it, right? Something like walnuts, if you're going to eat them like, you know, over the course of a month, it might not be too bad, right? Might not be. If these are chips, first of all, you're probably thinking, who the fuck's going to eat chips over the course of a month, right? And that's partly what I'm getting at. Like, you know, the way that foods are packaged right now they're packaged so that you'll eat them, or my bad, so that you'll open them and eat all of it, right? You know, you, you've seen how like, you know, the, the cereal package, the box is a lot bigger than when you open it. And of course, they're always like the contents going to fall or whatever. But you know, the package is a lot, it's, it's not full all the way, right? So that, that plays with your idea of, of how much is in there. But something else too, you're not really when you they know that once you start putting it in your mouth and the sugar and the way that it that it tastes and everything like they're designing it so that you will eat all of it they don't want you to eat just some of it and be nourished it's not really not the point of chips and crackers and cookies and all these snack foods really nourishing food is the stuff that you're going to cook the real food that you you make and you eat okay like all this other package stuff it's almost kind of like i think to myself you know, I've had to think this about the dogs over the years. It's like, damn, we feed dogs like fucking, uh, what's that one thing? Uh, Wheaties. It's like feeding them the equivalent of Wheaties all, all their whole life. They got this like meat cereal thing. I mean, supposedly Wheaties has all our vitamins and nutrients and shit, right? All right. I mean, I'll give it to you. If you want to argue it's not the exact equivalent of Wheaties, maybe it's a little more nutritious, but is it really... And think about the standards and, and the ways they will cut corners with humans. You don't think they're doing even more corner cutting with animals and dogs? Come on. Anyways. So fresh and so clean. So what I think is pretty cool, like if you were to ever open up our pantry or like where it is that we're, we're grabbing food to eat right away, everything is in glass jars. The foods that are going to go uh, bad quicker and the foods that we're going to store longer go in mason jars. Mason jars keep things airtight so I could keep ingredients in there like sugar and flour. I could keep rices. I could keep, uh, you know, macadamia nuts I, I don't use all year round. They're really expensive. I, I really only make cookies with them so I could keep macadamia nuts. Brazil nuts, we only eat a couple every day because of the amount. You need selenium. Brazil nuts have the highest source of selenium out of any food on the planet. You could get too much selenium. So for us, we do two, maybe three Brazil nuts a day. That's it. So I have a lot of Brazil nuts. So they're in a, they're in a, uh, a mason jar. So they stay fresh longer. 
this is a time investment and this is a money investment. It's not a huge money investment for mason jars. And mason jars are a good thing to have because you can can with them. And that's what I do. I make, I also make salsas. I make um, pasta sauce and I can those things. Want to get into some other more intricate canning? Maybe I will. But as it is, those things work well for me. I like to can these heirloom tomatoes and, and things that are in season when I can. If I feel like I, if I feel a little, a little, uh, anyways. <laughs> so, and then there's also a, a time commitment to transferring everything from the packages into the jars. Here's the thing. I don't fucking care personally. And as I do this stuff, I mean, already, you know, I do things that take time. Gardening takes time. Fucking, I used to bike to work. Uh, fucking cooking takes time. Learning things takes time. I mean, it, you know, I, and I'm glad that actually I said that, right? <laughs> because as I do these things like cooking and grocery shopping and putting food away and gardening, I am always listening to somebody in something. So I'm just taking this time to further my own knowledge in an area that's going to better my life and the life of my family and my friends. So I don't mind taking time slowing down. Something else too, again, this is gonna make, it'll realize like, you know, there's certain foods I buy and it's like, you know, I buy these foods I like to, I like to just, eat a little bit of it. I like to snack on it. I don't want to eat them every day though. But I also don't want to feel forced to eat more than than is necessary, but I want them to taste good when I eat them. So, you know. And then another thing though too that I haven't gotten into yet, but also again, because of the thing about the off-gassing of everything, everything comes in plastic. Everybody on the planet is covered in plastic already as it is. They've done studies of fetal blood from pregnant women across the world. Everybody's got plastic in them. Microplastics, PFASs, those fucking forever chemicals. We're all contaminated at this point. Am I saying, fuck it, it doesn't matter then? No, but what I am saying is we could still try to minimize the plastic that we we get uh, ourselves in contact with, right? So by taking them out of these packages, and another thing too, the packages themselves, you got to remember the packages are designed in a way, in a pattern to fuck with your eyes and your emotions so that you'll go, oh, I want those, right? When you're just seeing the food in glass jars, it's a little different. Like you just see and then you know how much you have too, which is always really nice. You're never just looking in like a box of like, you know, peanut crackers and going, oh, I wonder how much is in there. And then, oh, it's just the bottom or cereal or whatever like this, right? You always know how much you have. You're minimizing the exposure to also the outside world. Who knows how many various people or things have touched this and how much of it has stayed inside of it, the cardboard, right? Because that's one, here's something else too. So yes, everything that you see is like off-gassing, but what's wild is that some things in nature actually accumulate stuff by sitting somewhere, right? So like some plastics might actually over time gain weight because they gain, you know, they, they, they accumulate things from the environment on its edges. Does that make sense? You're not here, so I'm just going to assume it does. <laughs> 
but we're minimizing our exposure to the outside world. It looks way nicer. It's cleaner. We're saving money. We're not wasting as much food. So that's a big one. And anybody out there that's drinking kefir, this, I've gone this far now even. I realized when I would buy kefir that sometimes this shit went bad way quicker. And I was like, God, this thing's going, I don't think, I don't think this thing should go bad so quick. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something. I'm going to buy the kefir and pour it in a mason jar and see what happens. So I bought it, poured it in a mason jar, and it stays fresh longer than had it not stayed in the mason jar. So sure enough, uh, again, you know, you figure the plastic, the containers, there's something, on, there's probably stuff on them, something, you know, we can't see this stuff with the naked eye, you know, but there's some type of microbe it's making it go bad quicker. Something else, too, I only do now with the kefir. I only buy the kefir if it has a bottle that I could see through it in <laughs> because I realize that uh, if it looks, you could tell the separation on a kefir. If it doesn't look like homogenous and you see all this like weird separation, I feel like those ones are going to go bad quicker. So I don't fuck with those no more. But yeah, and then the uh, other glass jars that we have are these peach and... Uh, pear jars from Trader Joe's. We buy those ones. They're real nice size, nice uh, large mouth too, so you can put a lot of things in them. I put stuff in there though that I know isn't going to go so bad so quickly. So like dried fruit maybe, nuts, because we eat them every day. But I'm not going to put like crackers or chips or cereals or something that as soon as you take it out of the package it's it's more vulnerable to its environment not doing that shit i won't do that okay so yeah it looks uh it looks better it's an aesthetic thing this was nice for maria when we started doing this it was like, oh, wow, the house looks, it looks actually way nicer in the pantry. I like it. Looks way better than like just fucking random packages of fucking food all over the place. You know, something else too. We never get ants. We get ants like on the floor, but like I never get ants in our, like, like I never, they've never come in our, uh, in our kitchen on the, uh, like am I? Growing up, we always had fucking ants in the house. Because, <laughs> like, God damn it. And, you know, the, the way we kept things, too, is not this way. is the way I described at first, too, right? So, of course, like, that smell, I mean, you know. Ants just send one little fucking asshole out there, and then they fucking find things, and they mark it, and all these ants are just fucking... Nah, 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 nah. Fuck them. Anyways. Uh, R.A.P. Morty. Fuck you, ants. Um... So with other stuff too, that's a freshness violation. Freshness violations also at our house. I mean, these are just like things we just joke around, you know, me and my wife. Freshness violation, you know, for me, some of these other things are like chemicals uh, and cleaners on top of our food counters or our dinner table where we're going to eat. Because again, cross-contamination so I don't want to be fucking eating chemicals. You know what I mean? Like a cleaner, chemical, chemical clean, the cleaners of our chemicals. I don't know why I said it like that, but I don't want to eat that shit, you know? So I, I don't want that stuff like on the table and, you know, 
I don't want, you know, and then again, it's an aesthetic thing too for me. I've realized, you know, your house should look nice. As I say that, like, you know, you don't have house plans. Look at some real house plans. I mean, fake house plans is a start, you know, it could still bring the mood up a little bit. But real house plans, again, if we're going with this off gassing thing that I'm talking about, we have house plans because like 15 years ago, or fucking, I don't even know how long now, I heard a TED talk about how, you know, you clean your whole house. There's this guy talking about uh, this huge, tall building in India, off an office or residential, I can't remember, but they, through house plants, they, uh, re- they, they, they kept a clean environment, a clean atmosphere. They were recirculating air just through plants themselves because plants, you look through a lot of these house plants, like they take things like formaldehydes or they take fucking uh, carbon dioxide. They, formaldehyde, well, not carbon dioxide, it's not like the same thing, but formaldehydes and like fucking um, uh, toxins, basically, they'll take them out of the, the air. And one where, and with all this stuff again about off-gassing, you know, we got a lot of old books. I got a lot of books. And I, I thought to myself often, like, huh, interesting. If there's anything with chemicals, I mean, of course we have paint, but the paint shouldn't be such a, you know, of course the paint on our walls, you know, this house isn't fucking 100 years old. It should be fine. It's not lead paint, you know. There's another illustration, though, as to this off-gassing. Remember the lead paint in homes? But what I'm getting at is, you know, I'm hoping that, It should be, but the books, you know, they shouldn't, whatever, they're off gassing, you know. Anyways, got plants to help me out with that. No plants in the house. That's a freshness violation right there. Just figured that out. (laughs) Another, so Maria eats meat and she doesn't touch shit after touching me. Like, you know, well, of course she's not touching shit after, no, (laughs) No, but she she touches meat and next thing she's going to touch is always washing of the hands she uses uh, gloves even nothing ever goes from one um she's not going to touch meat and then touch the vegetables or touch anything else you know or any other containers or whatever uh we're big on that and the um what was i going to tell you about that with the meat too she doesn't touch oh she wears gloves i just said that um come on matt use your brain here we go brain power right now now i'm using other words i'm blocking myself but <laughs> nice little monologue right there huh i still by uh, what was it anyways it doesn't it doesn't matter what it was you got good information either way That's pretty much it, I think, uh, for freshness violations. Just these, just, just, just some, uh, just a couple Wong tips. Just a few Wong tips on maybe storing food and um, you know, you know, uh, um, keeping it longer, keeping it more fresh, keeping it tastier. You know, I think the only other thing inside the house that you know. Outside of this, some of this stuff is just cleaning type things that we think about. Um, you know, I mean, if you're not taking care of the spider webs in the corner of your, your um, you know, your home or the uh, dust, you should dust, especially the areas that you don't typically see. Because again, what ends up happening is just, you know, 
that kind of stuff can can lead to maybe molds or worse type of things that will grow on top of it. So you, you don't want to let that uh, build up. The grease that can build up around your oven too, you know, so you need to get, if you don't got a, uh, a steel a steel cleaner thing, you know, one of those wool steel pad things, fucking get one of those. You could take that to all kinds of shit and rub that shit away. But cleaning too, I mean, I clean and you know, here again, more opportunities to learn stuff. I'm not mad at it. It makes my, my living space better makes maria happy you know what i mean so like if you're a man and you don't you know and here's something else too. i didn't grow up cleaning you know what i mean this is these are things that i've taken uh you know i'm not gonna be rigid about how it was that i grew up um with my wife you know what i mean like i know a lot of people it's like well i grew up this way and i'm not gonna fucking you know and it's like yeah i grew up i know i grew up a certain way i've lived a certain way now for 40 years but i hope like you know when i'm 79 i could look back and go wow you know i'm glad from 39 to 79 i didn't live exactly like i lived from fucking 1 to 39 you know i don't want to do that i'm always trying to be a better version of myself but also now that i have a son trying to recognize that there's there are like stages of life for you to act certain ways at certain times you know i say that real quick because i just you know there's gonna there's plenty of time to enjoy life and you don't always have to be um such a workaholic i guess you know some people i think they lose who it is and what it is to be human sometimes by pursuing so much wealth you know what i mean pursuing so much of of um uh externalities i guess maybe anyways we're stopping there. Short. We're, we're going short. We're keeping them short. I went off on these last few minutes on some other shit. I should have stopped it three or four minutes ago. <laughs> so fresh and so clean. Clean. Be love and be loved.